I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Anyway, there you go. If you volunteer, apparently, Lena, you were the first person to get that correct and right. If you're going to volunteer, it'll apparently add years to your life. Did it say how, how many years to your life? It said on average four. Oh, Which is pretty good. It's pretty decent. Well, well, it depends on how much... Um, how much time you have to spend volunteering? Like, if you've spent eight years volunteering only for four extra years, are you going to do it? Yeah, I would. Are, are you? Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be spending hours upon hours. I mean, you could do it for two hours a week if you wanted, or at the weekend you could spend a Saturday morning helping out somewhere. This isn't but a full-time I mean, job like, that you're taking That's on. what I mean, but if you had to for a full-time job, like if you had to give eight years of your life full-time volunteering only to get an extra four, would you do it? Oh, sorry, full-time, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, hang on, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a second now. If you're retiring now. and then suddenly you have another eight years to do, but no, for four? No, thanks. Uh, Liam has said spread the influences. Okay. Yes. Go spread them. In fact, Liam, I'd actually like to actually in real life shred them. I'd like to get like a 200-foot shredder and then we just actually get the most annoying Irish influencers and just knock them into it and just see their face like, oh my God, and then there you go. Use, use, their, uh, use, use their crushed bodies as compost then to feed a load of people. That would be the true... I do true think they're dying out, thing. though. I, I think they're being forced out of their made-up job now that things have um, taken a turn. They're all just setting up OnlyFans accounts now. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They're influencing you with my boobs. <laughs> Actually, do you know what? While the shredder's there, let's just shred this person. Right? So I get a message, private message, last night. Uh-oh. On my Instagram, right? From a name that's made up. I'm not even going to say the name. John Doe. This is... This is a fake account, is what they wrote. This is a fake account. How much would I have to pay for a nude? I don't want you to share my identity, so that's why I'm using this burner account. Please. Now, how or why... How much did you sell it for? (laughs) 100 grand. How or why (laughs) would I entertain that? I don't well, understand you send people's them, like, mentality. Maybe a Revolut or, you know, if you have PayPal, maybe they could just <laughs> send you the money. I mean, people are just... I don't know what. What goes through people's heads? You don't just well, randomly they... write to someone and then create a fake account. I don't know how many other girls, poor girls, they, they wrote to and offer money for a nude picture. But loads of girls are doing this now. 
Okay, but fair enough if you have an OnlyFans account and you're known for having that. And Absolutely go and the ask girls them. Who want to do this and who are doing this are obviously, you know, normalizing it and making it an acceptable part of culture that you're not allowed to shame women for uh, selling naked images and videos of themselves on the internet because it's 2020 and it's their body and it's their choice so now they're normalising it so it's okay for a guy to go up and ask a girl hey I'll give you 20 quid if you show me your left boob I'm perfectly fine with anyone who wants to do that if people want to have OnlyFans accounts that's perfectly fine I don't have an OnlyFans account I have never hinted that I have one I don't put up pictures of me half naked so where, where are you getting the idea that I'm going to just send you a nude for, for money? No. Well, listen, no, here's the thing. If you that. set up an OnlyFans, you could get like 20 quid a month off this lad. He could be your first client. I could, but... Or your subscriber. It's just not for me. But the money It'll would never be for be you. For me. Think, of the, think of the money. <laughs> the only thing that matters in this world is money. Sell your See, body. I told you. I told you before, I actually have class. I do. No, you don't. No, I do. At the start of this show, you literally just said that you you, you spilled coffee (laughs) all over yourself and bought kids' clothes. 11 to 12 years of age, kids' clothes. I didn't say I have self-respect. I said I have class. No, you don't. (laughs) Classy Bird doesn't go around in kiddies' clothes from the 10 to 12 years section from, what, like a Euro store? I had no choice. Okay, I spilled coffee down the front of my jeans. If you learn how to drink coffee properly, that would be classy. Yeah, that would be classy. We're going to bring out the okay. Room 104 bib, the all-purpose Room 104 bib. It's a giant sheet with Saoirse's face on it. So if you make messes and spill your food on yourself, you won't get out of your clothes and you'll be absolutely fine. It's classy. Uh, we'll charge no, I don't have No, I don't have self-respect, but I have class. There's, there's a difference, okay? <laughs> all right, there you go. Listen, thanks for all those texts with, with regard to that. Get out and volunteer and apparently you'll add four years to your life. Happy days. Still to come on the show, how you can turn... According to Russian scientists, the weeds from your garden into cheese and wine. Hashtag always drink weedy booze responsibly. Uh, and on the way next, though, we're doing Poker Face. Our guest is going to come on and tell you three things about herself. One of those things is not true. It's your job to see, this evening to see if you're able to tell which one is not true. Uh, Fanula J is going to be on the line next for Poker Face here, Poker Face here on Room 1. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long check out the person ahead of you and you might be able to tell whether they're sick or not. Well, actual scientists who know what they're doing have asked this question, have looked into us now to see whether you and I, as average people, are able to just determine whether we can look at someone and know straight off the bat whether they are sick, whether there's an immune response um, and whether we should stay away from them. Joining us now uh, is a clinical neuroscientist who is involved in uh, this study, Professor John uh, Axelson. Now, you were looking into uh, exactly what, how the, the average person can tell whether or not someone they're looking at is sick. Yes. How can you tell by by staring at someone's face whether they're sick or not? Well, we actually, we made people experimentally sick with a bacteria rest product that made people activate their immune system and they felt really sick for a few hours. But as soon as the immune system cleared out these bacteria rest products, they felt healthy again. So it was like the immune system thought they were invaded by a bacteria. So people felt really sick uh, for a few hours and then they got home. So they were all experimentally sick, but they were never developing a real disease or disorder that might change uh, your facial expressions or uh, appearance in the long term. But we're just looking at the first signals you can actually detect from someone that has this initial phase of an immune inflammatory response. You are straight off the bat able to, how do we say, uh, first of all, make people sick. And then obviously people then came in and just looked at their photos. So were people on average able to tell better than chance that the people they're looking at were sick? So people were better than random, but 
but it doesn't mean that you can detect 100%. So people were, I think there were about 60 to 65% on average, most people were in between that line. We had some people that were better at detecting. And so, yeah, we were better than random, but no, we couldn't tell if everyone was, like, we couldn't detect 100%. You weren't close to that. I'm just wondering how this is, because, you know, if I see someone who might be, sick from a cold or maybe they've had a cold and they kind of just look a bit run down a little bit washed out or maybe someone who's deficient in iron or something might be a little bit paler or you know a grayish tone to their their skin but if they don't look sick at all i don't know how you know a regular person will be able to tell so what are we looking out for so I would say the fine women, first thing is that we use a number of these different cues, just like you like you say, uh, to detect if someone's sick. We look at the eyes. I mean, do they have red eyes? Do they have hanging eyelids? Those are really clear signs that there's something that maybe they're sick, but they could also be sleep deprived. They could be something else. They could have had something in their eyes, but also the skin tone and pale skin and, um, and so on, and also pale lips or you look sad. They're all signs that you could be sick, but they're also signs that could be other things, meaning that we can, of course, misinterpret those signs of other people so some people will look sicker than others just because they have more hanging eyelids for example but there are signs that you are not completely healthy to have hanging eyelids for example so yes there are all of these kind of subtle cues that we use and there are, of course they're going to be false uh, detection sometimes so some people are going to suffer more from people thinking that they are not looking so healthy because <laughs> if you're very pale of course that's what you expect or what you think of people yeah our, our pale irish skin over here won't do us any favors we'll look sick 24 7 it'll be like my god and get yourself into some sun so um what prompted you prompted you to look into this like why do you think it's it's an, an interesting area of research and what do we as humans maybe get out of it well the, the first thing is that the, the human face this is the number one most important information that you give to other people directly when we see someone we look at their face we see if they're a threat to us or not uh, are they healthy are they attractive are they trustworthy what kind of emotions are they angry are they afraid so i mean we use faces and interpret faces all the time and this is one of the things that we haven't looked much into in the future or in the past so this is what's kind of important when we decided to this was before covid so this is a bacterial infection and it does trigger into inflammations and infections and there is probably one of these things uh, through evolution that we actually try to avoid those who are really sick we don't want to see and then you can see now when you're out in town if you see someone coughing people look down on them quite strongly so Mm. these kind of signals or cues that someone is sick or might be contagious uh, have through evolution actually probed us to try to avoid these people so we can stay healthy. But you were talking there about um, the obvious signs that someone might be sick, looking at their eyes and, you know, the colour of their skin, their lips. Is there anything that's not obvious that would prompt someone to think someone is sick or might approach someone saying, you know, are you okay? Are you unwell? Well, one of the things, we have a follow-up study showing that people who are happy and smiling, we don't believe them to be sick. So (laughs) it is these kind of these droopy corners of the mouth and looking sad is part of a sickness response and we think that's one of the parts of these things so that is one of the things that's a little bit unexpected but the other ones we have of course looking pale or looking red eyes we have hanging eyelids we've been exposed to that through our life and this is also how we learn if someone's sick or not because we've probably been exposed to them it's not like we have that in the genetic code that we should avoid yeah. people who have red eyes it's more like we have through our upbringing learned that we should these people are probably more sick than other ones the the, the one that was kind of striking and a little bit different is that yeah we if someone is happy and smiling we don't tend to 
to, to think that they're sick. This is a good tip as well. If you're going into work maybe and you're hungover from the bank holiday weekend, just force yourself to smile so the boss doesn't <laughs> think that you're <laughs> under the weather and all. You're sitting there going, no, this is absolutely fine. And your eyes hanging out of you and you're, you're, you're sweating profusely. And um, listen, before we let you go, Professor, it's been a pleasure actually speaking to you because this is really, really interesting. It might become a little bit more difficult now that we've got face masks on. You mightn't be able to tell too well whether someone is or isn't sick. For you, was, was there anything else uh, that stood out to you as being particularly interesting when it came to this whole area, this whole area study? I think it's it's not rocket science, but I think it's kind of interesting to know that we have we always look at each other, we see what kind of emotions and threats, and, and we always have these kind of quick, res, very reflexive ideas of if we have go or avoidance signs in people. Is this someone you should avoid or is this someone you should? it's fine to approach? So we make those kind of decisions all the time and sickness is just one of them uh, as compared to someone that looks really angry or really sad or something like that. So this is one of these, uh, one of these kind of cues to tell us uh, maybe you should be a little bit careful with this person if it's if it has a runny nose or if it has very pale skin and that's in particularly now in covid i think mm. if we did this study again i'm pretty sure that people would show even more stronger avoidance uh tendencies if you see sick people. We'll have a, a checklist of everything to go through now going eyelids, eye colour, droopy <laughs> mouth, you're not smiling, you're under the weather. Uh, uh, listen, uh, is there anywhere uh, your research is online you'd recommend people to kind of find out more what what you're doing and what you're studying? This paper is for example published in the Pro- Royal Society's Proceedings B so it's freely available for anyone to download if they want to and you can Brilliant. see some you can actually see some figures uh, of the people. We made some, we merged some of the faces so you actually have merged uh, people so you can't detect who it is but you can actually see the emerged of those sick or unhealthy people oh, cool. so you That'd can look yeah. yourself in, on the figures if you want or the in- images oh, we'll share that out anyway listen professor uh, john alexson thanks a million for popping on and we will chat you again soon thank you fm 104's room 104 podcast with cormac moore and sir shalong what a time to be alive taking gardening up to the next level I'll tell you more about that on uh, Control-Alt-Delete at 11 o'clock this evening. A uh, couple of texts that we didn't get back to. Uh, Will Saoirse marry me? And that comes in from Michael. So there you go, Saoirse. I don't know anything about Michael. He seems direct. Um, he seems not afraid to go for what he wants, but will you marry him? Um, I mean, you tell me more about yourself, Michael. I like the name. Okay. Name is solid. You know, I, I've never met a Michael I don't like. I'd look up to Michael D. Higgins. Well, you technically... You would actually look up, actually. Yeah, you're that small. <laughs> Not with Michael D. We're like the same height. No, no, no. You put on those, like, seven-foot platform little <laughs> shoes on and come in. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> no, but look, Michael, you sound lovely. I just need to know a little bit more about you. And then I'll decide whether we're going to get married or not. Um, you know, if, if you gave me a nice little briefing... Mm, yeah, yeah. We could skip past the dating part and just go straight into it. Straight to the. I've um, made mistakes in my past and I'm continuing to do so. So I'm. <laughs> she's in fairness now, Michael. She's due a mistake. She hasn't had one for quite a while. She <laughs> is due a bit of a mistake. So you, it could be you. It could be you. And always, my mom says, second marriages usually work out better. There you go. The first one's only a trial marriage. Anyway, you make all your mistakes. You figure out what you've you've you know what things you haven't addressed in yourself and then you go fix them yeah. 
after not willing to fix them in the first marriage, of course, and then it blows up and then none, no one's willing to get anywhere. And then you sort things out for your second one. So it's like the first kid. The first kid is the trial kid. And you don't, you know, you make all your mistakes with that one and then the, the other, the second and third kids get all the, the love and You're the support. You're more prepared. There mm. you go. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. So I don't mind getting married to you kind of like an arranged marriage. Maybe, Cormac, you could be the priest. And then um, oh, yeah, when yeah. we get divorced, then we can eventually find someone that we both really like. <laughs> This is such a beautiful romantic love story. Michael, if you want to be part of it, get in touch. There's your answer. Um, Kira, good evening. What's the story? I was in Cove over the weekend. It was packed. Yes, it was outdoors, but it was so busy that people were literally on top of each other. It was mad. Couldn't get away quick enough. I work for an airline, so the government see no problem with me going to the US for work and spending time there on, quote, business. Uh, And I am exempt from quarantine on return from work. Don't understand how I can go to the US... And an overly busy cove, but not on a mini break to a family home in a non-green list country. I'm sorry, that's not... Yeah. Look, Bit of know. a weird one. It is weird, um, it's painful, it's stressful. But look, at least something positive has come from, from today and I won't be alone anymore. It's lovely, it's a lovely thought. <laughs> Take some solace in that, if you yeah. would like. Sarah slash Kira, or whatever your name is. I don't know. Maybe you are giving fake names. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Now, listen, yeah, thanks for that. You can send us in your thoughts as well on what, what, what you make of the whole pub scenario situation not being opened for another two to three weeks, depending on how the case numbers go. Do you know what I would like to know? What would you what like to know? What is an acceptable number of cases per day for everything to reopen fully? Ooh, I don't know. Would it not have to be kind of... Under 10, I'd say. That's what I mean. Like, do we have a number? Can we even have a number? Because obviously, if we don't have a vaccine for the next while, we're going to have to live with this. So is there any way of figuring out what the number is? Because if you can figure out how many people are going to get very ill and how many people are going to fill up the ICUs and you want to leave some capacity there, what would people be comfortable with going back to school, going back to work in the office, opening up pubs and nightclubs? What would Because I don't think it's going to go down to the zero until we get a vaccine and we can completely eradicate it. So for the next year, like, is there a number? Is there an acceptable number? I think and the I annoyance is it's, it's varying day to day, do you know that kind of way? So some days are, are not as bad as others. And when those days come, we go, oh, that, that's good. We feel like we're getting somewhere. And then next minute there's 53 cases and you worry again. So... I'd well, maybe, well, maybe we look at weekly average. Maybe weekly, we will take weekly average then as opposed to like daily cases per day. And if a weekly average rises above another number, then we have to kind of go back in. I, I'd say it's, it's, it's got to be below 10. You know? But why? Because I think it's manageable then, isn't it really? If it never peaks above 10, they can manage that fine. Because it's gonna, it's gonna keep 12, dropping down. 14, I don't know. I just, I'm saying ten, just because. I think ten, ten is not great now, but it's manageable. I think any more than that, 
there's bigger issues uh, there at hand. Uh, and and yeah, I know, because I and I know it, it can it can obviously get out of control very very quickly. We learned that yeah. at the start when cases went from oh we had one or two a day to three or four a day to five or six, and all of a sudden there was hundreds per day. And then yeah. we've kind of gotten over the peak. But if we have it under control, we've got sanitizing everywhere. We've got social distancing in place. We've got people's masks on. So we've kind of got a hold on a little bit better than what we would have initially at the start. Everyone's a little bit more aware of it. Everyone's washing things down. So what is, what is an okay number long term? I mean, I guess... It's got to be zero, really, if we don't have a vaccine yet. It's got to be zero. But I mean, you know, there was an no, outbreak. But we're not going to we're not going to get to zero. No, we're not going to get to zero. Vaccine. So what we're is the acceptable number then that we're that we're comfortable living with, so everyone can kind of get back to normal? To be honest, I don't know. I really don't. But I mean, you know, workplace. Where was it? Um, somewhere in Offaly today, there was a, a few people contracted the coronavirus in the same mm. workplace. You know, so that you know, it's it's that kind of a thing as well that we just have to be careful in workplaces, building sites, and so on, where they've seen clusters of it. So it's definitely. I know because you go into one place and then just explode out yeah, of nowhere. That's what but I mean. that just might multiplies. be because maybe those places haven't got proper hygiene in place and haven't got proper sanitation in place, and they're not maybe they're maybe they're not maybe taking it as seriously as they'd want to. I just wonder when and how. Because the virus is going to be out there for the next while, and we, we're not going to have a vaccine probably until it, the earliest at the end of the year, and then we got schools going back, so there'll probably be a slight increase in numbers with schools going back. How are we going to? Yeah. What's the number? What are, what is the number that people that you're comfortable with for, to to kind of reopen most things, pubs, schools, all those kind of things? I, I mean, it's I'm not going away. It's not going away, Ten's your number. Ten is my number, yeah. <laughs> I think ten, they can manage it. But peaking above that, you know, 53 cases, 49 cases, whatever it might be recently, it's too many. Just is too many. So I think, you know, they're they're doing the right thing by keeping certain places like pubs and stuff closed, I think, because oh, and what, we're, oh, the we're what, Irish. What and what happens is when a pub opens, we all want to flood to the pub. I mean, I've talked to a few people who have said there's nothing worse than not being able to go for a pint if you want to. It's not that they were going to do it on a random day anyway, but just it's when it's taken away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's there for you to do, you don't have the urge. But the fact that we can't do it, everybody is dying to go. So they know that. So if the cases are rising now and they open the pubs, it's going to be carnage. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, we'll see. Uh, and fingers crossed, sooner rather than later, bar staff can get back to work because I know there's a hell of a lot of bar staff who listen to this show who are now still twiddling their thumbs and a lot of good pubs like Grogan's and things like that who were expecting to be able to open back next Monday and then it was like, surprise, you're not. So it's just been a bit frustrating for certain people like that and nightclub owners and they're like, I know it's not very important. I know it's not, but a lot of people kind of wouldn't mind, wouldn't mind getting back uh, getting back to work. On the way, control, alt, delete. Wine out of your weeds. First, though, here is Joel Curry. And right after that, uh, what that is, was something that you can do and do this on a daily basis that might change your perception of the taste of foods that you're eating. It's a bit of a weird one here. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Joining us on Poker Face this evening, uh, Fanula J, host of the Bandwagons podcast, uh, unofficial Love Island correspondent. She goes by as well. Fanula, thanks so much for joining us. How are things? 
I'm great now. How are you? Good, 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 good. Sorry for keeping you up late of a of a Tuesday evening, twenty five to eleven, and we're apologising in advance. Oh, not at all. I nearly took the train off the tracks and answered the call earlier, so I only delighted that we could <laughs> get here and I could spread some lies uh, for the nation. Brilliant. Are you good at lying? Um, I would say yes. But the feeling my friends and family would say no. I have a face <gasps> that gives a lot of weight. Yeah, some people have like a very, very obvious tell. Like Saoirse's obvious tell is that she'll just look at the ground and say yes and play with her hair. <laughs> and uh, that's straight away, you know, she hasn't done that. You send her in to get like the uh, defibrillator and, and you're like, did you get that? And she's like, no, no, I didn't. Well, Tim needs it. He's I in tried. a little bit of a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so bad. Yeah, I'm hoping now because this, this is audio, I'll be fine. Because I'm not relying on the visual cues and people can't see me. So hoping to yeah. have a few people. Yeah, so I mean that's the good thing they can't see you. So you know you could be convulsing physically over the other side of the phone, and no one will know what's going on. But you'll be able to pull it off, and hopefully, uh, know what's going on. So if if you've just tuned in, by the way, uh, if you don't know what this part of the show is, it's very very simple. Fanula's going to tell you three things about herself, and it's your job, my job, and Sergio's job tonight to try and figure out which one of those things she's lying about. But uh, you can let us know what you think she's spoofing about this evening. Is it the first, second, or third thing that she has tonight? And it's a simple WhatsApp one, two, or three. It's oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. But listen, we'll ask the generic Irish question before we go anywhere, Fanula. How have you been getting on lockdown? I actually, I feel like I can't really admit this, but I found it quite grand to be honest. I <laughs> love not having to see people. I love not having to go outside. I didn't learn any new skill or lose any weight <laughs> or banana bread. No, that was like one of the things you had to do in lockdown. No, I tell you what, I actually did make that, and it was so <laughs> delicious. So that was the only thing I will take away from it. But yeah, do you know what? I hate to be one of those cliche people, but I, I enjoyed the slower pace of life, do you know? But, but a lot um, of your work, would it not be online anyway? So you probably were busy enough in that sense. Yeah, I was very lucky in terms of work and my housemates had to put up with a lot of me being an influencer and being really annoying at home, taking selfies and whatever. But I was lucky in that regard. I wasn't affected too much. Did miss the fam down in Cork, but um, got out there uh, when the restrictions were lifted. I'm missing the pubs. I am missing pubs, I will say. I would like a nice, crispy, cold pint mm. at some stage and not a substantial meal to go with it. But we'll get there. We'll get we'll get um, we'll get Leo on the line. We'll get Michal on the line. We'll see if we can get anyone else on the line and go. Listen, uh, Fanula says this. We, we need to seriously make this happen because just me get... specifically, me. Yeah, it's impacting me quite a lot. Now, well, well, yeah, yeah. If we could just make one perfect exception for this case, that would be much, much obliged <laughs> and much appreciated. But uh, listen, we'll get down to business, as they say, so to speak, here on the show this evening. Uh, you're listening out for that one thing from Fanula tonight that we think is a lie. So uh, if you're good to go. Um, Finally, you're all set, ready, ready to rock? I sure am. I sure okay, am. Okay, okay. You might as well go ahead and just give us the first thing about yourself you have us for this evening. Okay, so number one, crooked toes run in my family. Okay. Cro- crooked toes run in your family. The silence there was definitely. <laughs> yeah, crooked toes run in my family. Now, there's, there's toes a are there disgusting. As well. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. But like, toes are disgusting anyway. Yeah, they are. That's correct. So crooked toes. Yeah. So when you I say one in the family, is there like one you meet family, up for? Yeah. 
an annual Crocotoes photo or is there an annual Crocotoes kind of family gathering where you all kind of come out and go, ah, oh, Granny, more show us yours. Yeah, when it comes up that it's grieving me, my mum will say, well, you got that from your dad, you didn't get that from me, you didn't get that from yeah. the O'Leary's, you got yeah, that from yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I have seen my dad's toes and I can confirm that they're also nasty. <laughs> Miss Jackson, if you nasty feed on them, so... Yeah, I, I don't know what happened with our genetics, but the feet are not in a good way at all, at all. Okay. Okay, interesting. What about That's the next the first story? Mm. So story number two is that I bit someone in senior. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You bit, you bit someone. someone. Yeah. <laughs> with Did my they mouth. deserve it? Did they deserve it? Listen, how many years gone are we now? I would still say yes, because I was doing it to defend a friend who'd had a toy taken off them by the person that I bit. And I said, you know what, I'm, just, I'm sick of this. And I had to take action with my own hands. Do you know? I mean, it's happened. Say that again? It's happened. I've heard of similar stories with similar people. I remember a girl in my class, I don't know what year it was, did something... Now, it wasn't over a toy, it was just for the crack. Um, but, yeah, six-year-olds would do that. So well, it was funny, it's funny you do mention that because Crossy had to bite the hand off someone from sales uh, at a meeting the other day in work here. So, I mean, uh, you'd be surprised. At, uh, sometimes it's the only way to get the message across. But there you go. Uh, right, that's the second one. Uh, that's the second story. If you don't believe that that's true, WhatsApp is 2 to 87 Final one, Fanula. Final one is... It took me six goals past my driving <laughs> test. Oh, now we're friends, Vanula. It took me four goals to pass my driving test. So I totally like, feel it. Oh, what? I was, I was not, I was not built for that test last time. No. And moved to Dublin, so I had to. I was like, you know, make more sense to the test in Dublin now. And yeah. that English test centre is—they know me up there. I'm the reason the RSA is still running. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. The only yeah. reason I milled through provisionals and lessons and instructors, and I remember when I did eventually pass, take the left corners very wide. And I was bawling crying because I just knew I'd finally passed and didn't have to pay any more money. And I was like, <laughs> I know, just sobbing. And he's like, well, if you know, why do you keep doing it? And I was like, I'm sorry, just give me the slip of paper. I just didn't care anymore. Just, <laughs> it was game over. But yeah, we got there in the end. Did you get there in Finglas? I did, I did. Yeah, so did I. A lot of schools around there and a lot of (laughs) children and roundabouts and traffic lights. Yeah, yeah, and when you everything. come back into to like, there's a lot of roads that converge on the same kind of town. You know, there's been loads of different kind of exits onto the one little road in, in part of the, vi- in the village there in Fingers as well. So, yeah, um, a lot it can of be tough. that needs to be done, and it's just a nightmare, a nightmare. Yeah, right, I was okay. there. I've done that before now four times. Didn't take me six times to do, but um, I'm definitely a terrible driver, even still to this day. Oh, meet your sisters here, Sean. Honestly, I'm not any better for it. Like. I think it's on. worse than the leave insert. Oh, it's absolutely worse than leave. I've I had I had full nightmare. I still have nightmares about the driving test. I don't have yeah. any nightmares about the leave insert. That's a mess. But there you go. Same. Yeah. You should I have done it in Cork. I used to look for an address that I could find so I could do it down the country. Oh, you were one of those people just trying yeah. to see stuff the path right. Yeah, I exactly. Was, I had I had notions of that as well, going back to Cork and doing it wherever it is in Cork. Is it Skipperine? Some mad place that could never be Mallow. Mallow, I don't know. I was going to send so many court people in the events that any of them are listening, but <laughs> yeah, I had, I had those kind of notions as well. I was like, I'll go, I'll go to Clare, the pass rate is great, as if, yeah. like, as if. I know. Yeah, they have. Now we're going to go off-roading on the cliffs of Moher. This is just the country <laughs> version of the test, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> right. Uh, so listen, I think there's uh, the next season of Top Gear Sorted Anyway, hosted by Fanula and Saoirse. That would be a show I would 100% watch. That would be amazing. Just Can't to give wait, a quick honestly. recap. Um, yeah. The first the first one again, the uh, Crocodiles run on Fanula's family. The second one is you bet someone when you were uh, very young in school. And the third one is you six goes to pass your driving test which is amazingly impressive okay so which one if you're listening to all those three now based off uh, how she told them or maybe the content of the story what is not sitting right with you what do you think she is making up this evening whatsapp us in one two or three to 87 and i uh, will see if anyone can get this correct and right so um saoirse off those three the crooked toes running in the family, the biting someone in school, or the six goes for the driving test. What do you think it is? Okay, I think all the stories are definitely true and they happened, but I think the last story is probably a lie. I think you might have failed your driving test twice or three times, don't maybe. Say anything. Yeah, but don't I say anything don't just think I don't think six times. Right, okay. Um I'm leaning towards the second one probably being true. And I'm a cop between one or three. Crooked toes running in the family. Does Fanula have the confidence to open up with a lie? That's the other thing I'm wondering here, live on the radio. Uh, that's what I'm wondering about. Does she go down that route? Has she sandwiched it in the middle, maybe? You know, you start off with the truth, you sneak a lie in the middle, and then you end strong. What has she decided to do this evening? I need to know. Oh, it's seven six seven nine seven one zero four. I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, Keith has said... Two and three are correct. So you're going with number one, Keith. Dean has said number three. Sarah has also said number three. Claire has said number one. Uh, let us know what you think Vanilla is lying to us about this evening. 087 67 WhatsApp us in and we'll see. Um, 
So, so she, sorry, which did you say again, Sir? I just want to make it. I said number three. Time. I think number three is the lie. Well, you see, unless the lie is yes, she, it took her 12 times to pass her test and she's lowballing us here now. We're like, what's going on? Okay. Okay, 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 okay. I'm I, think go... I think six times is an impressive amount of time to fail the test. I don't think many people would fall into that category. So I just don't think Fanula would be as bad a driver as I would be. And I failed mine four times. Right. Right, Kev is saying number one about the crooked toes. Jacinta is saying number three about the driving test. She's agreeing with you, Sirsha, now as well. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the crooked toes one is weird as well. It's a bit weird. It is weird. Sorry, Fanula. It's completely fine. <laughs> and I don't remember any TikTok videos or any YouTube videos or any videos that you may have put up with your toes being crooked. Do you have uh, an OnlyFans account for your toes, Fanula? <laughs> I could not possibly uh, disclose that right now. <laughs> That's the big launch coming September 2020. <laughs> Here we go. You make a fortune from that. We, we chatted to uh, one elderly lady who was about 70 who started selling videos of her toes to men on the internet and was making enough that she could quit her job and pretty much retire. And then one man paid her like $1,000 to come over to her house so that she would crush his birthday cake in her bare feet. Like. You're selling a dream to me here, Cormac. I'm, I'm, I know, I'm, right? I, I know. I would like to sign up to this newsletter that this woman <laughs> has, to be honest. I've, got, I've heard similar things, though, about people having head shaving fetishes. Because I got an open about oh, shaving my head as well. And now I'm like, monetize everything, girlies. Do you know? <laughs> if you can film it, you can sell it. That's true. Oh, I like there that. That's a good. That's a good. I like that a lot. Yeah, if you can film, if you can film it, you can sell it. It's like that. Of course, the movie. You know, if they build it, they will come. But now it's no, no, no. If you can film it, you can sell it. I like that. We have had a revelation exactly. this evening. Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. We're gonna go off and make some cash after this. Right. Uh, one, two, or three. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. What is she spoofing us about this evening? Crocodiles running in the family is the first story she had for us. The second one, she bit someone when she was in school. Um, defending her friend's honour. And then the third one is uh, six goes for the driving test. Do you believe it would take Fanula six times, or anyone for that matter, to pass their driving test? We will say, though, in Finglas, a difficult test centre to do your uh, driving test in. 87 Um Yeah, everyone's kind of all over the place. There's no clear winner on this. There's no clear, like, text lumping on one, two, or three. So here's what we'll do now, Fanula, if, if it's okay with you. Two of these stories are 100% true. Yes. Now, without revealing, obviously, which one is not true, will you just tell us one of the stories that is actually true? Reveal to us one of the stories that is 100% true. One of the stories. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to be honest here. Um, I did I did bite someone, and my mum had <gasps> called her house later on, and... Give her magazines and say that I was sorry. <laughs> oh wow, you were vicious. I said I'd go with that one because people seem to be split on the other two. So I'm going to make it. I'm going to turn up heat on people now. Oh, so you, you bit someone in school? I mean, was there any suspension? Was there any? Was there any counselling after that? Where they brought someone in, going, "We think Fanola, you've got anger issues." Oh my god, I was actually the youngest person ever to be cancelled. Now that you say that, uh, my we had a principal that was a nun, and she came down and had a very stern word to me and I learned my lesson. Don't, uh, problems oh, can't be solved with teeth. 
So <laughs> there you go. I bet she didn't do that again, though, did she? Did, definitely didn't. Definitely, <laughs> she knew. She's still known wherever she is. God. Fini- okay, Fini- well, see, the enforcer story- going around schools going, home. <laughs> pay up, let's go. That story was kind of the only one that I was, like, definite about being true. Yeah. Now I'm really yeah. confused because one and three could easily be a lie. Yeah, they could be. I'm not sure. Should I be offended that everyone just automatically knew that that was true? Probably, but anyway. Well, <laughs> I would just think that the other two are more likely to be a lie. Okay, Interesting. Well, here's the thing, like, do the crooked teeth impact, or the crooked teeth, the crooked feet impact the driving? This is what I want to know. This could all be linked, like some M. Night Shyamalan twist. It's like, ha-ha, no. (laughs) Um, Right, so it's now 50-50 between the first story about her having crooked toes which run in the family, or is it the six times? Could it take somebody six times to pass their driving test? Is it one? Is it three? It's down to a 50-50 split now. And uh, your last few moments to try and get in. And uh, get in your answer. Oh eight seven six seven nine seven one zero four. What do you think it is, Barry? Good evening. What's the story? He has WhatsApped in saying he thinks it's story number three. Says he doesn't believe it would take somebody six goes. <laughs> I don't Barry, either. I wonder. I, I'm sure they have it on file or on record. The most amount of times the person who was taking their test the most amount of times before passing. Yeah, like actually, they have that during the test. You know, when, when you're coming in, you're booked in. Do they know, all right, well, she's failed it three times already? Oh, I don't oh, know. Oh, I feel like they definitely knew, whether they let on or not. They definitely <laughs> knew. <laughs> <laughs> you start away. Was your, was your uh, driving test instructor, did they have, like, uh, a helmet on and full, like, cricket pads and stuff like that, just sitting in the car going, Yeah, yeah, you can pass me one, one of the times I had two in inspectors, I had an inspector inspecting the inspector and the inspector inspecting me. It was That's what oh, I had. No. Nightmare. Yeah. I passed that time, though. I passed. Oh, and it was oh, 9 o'clock on a Monday fair. morning, so I had already told myself you failed, and I passed that one. Rob it in. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Dun, 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 now, did you give us a bit of a hint there? Because you said one of the times. One of the times I did my test, which means mm. it didn't oh. failed. Mm. One of the 700 times I did mm. my test. I don't know what's going on. Okay, I'm going to go with, you're going, just to even it out and hedge my bets here. Seriously, you're going with number three about the driving test. Six times yeah. you don't believe that you think that that is not true. I think and that's I'm going to say true. the crook of toes. I'm going to, just for, for argument's sake here, I will say that the first story is not true, okay? Um, Dave and Claire have, has said number two is a lie. Dave must be listening on the Alexa, which is about four <laughs> minutes behind. <laughs> so, uh, listen, Dave, no worries about that. It's just it's buffering. Dave is buffering there. He's on an old 56K dial-up modem. Incorrect. Incorrect. So, um, you might as well finally reveal then, is it the first story or the third story? Which one is made up which one is a lie so crooked toes do run in my family <gasps> but it took me seven goals to <laughs> no <laughs> stop no, it, it stop it did, it did yeah no seven. way you did your driving test seven times yeah yeah, yeah. that so has to be no, like no, a record in the country Oh, no, I'm really not joking when I say I think every time I came in and they logged to the computer, 
something went off on the computer. Some kind of silent alarm to alert them that I was there. Fair play to you though, because when I did mine three times and failed, I nearly just said, driving is not for you. Why don't you just walk and get the bus? Well, if I didn't, if I didn't pass that last time, that was game over. I was never setting foot in the car again. Absolutely not. I quit. The shame. The shame oh, of the it shame all. shame was unbelievable. Yeah. This is amazing. I can't believe you haven't got like a prize, but that has to be the most amount of times anyone has ever taken their test. Do you know those like viral Facebook articles that go around of the guys that have done their test 28 times and they finally pass? I used to get tagged in them constantly. Constantly. I thought I was eventually going to replace them as the Facebook article person, but I didn't. No. You're going to replace them as like the, the Gary V of inspirational driving videos for people's tests where you can go, you just got to be patient, bro. And you're just telling people about how you That's failed and how you set out to fail. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And you can, you can be a keynote speaker for like 100 grand telling people how you failed. This is your TED Talk. You're, you're really helping me in terms of becoming an entrepreneur, whether it's selling feet or becoming a, a keynote speaker about Top-notch failing spoofer. the driving test. We're, we're all in the same game here. here. Yeah, do invoice yeah, I'll, I'll, for that. Listen, I'll, I'll send it on to you. Uh, I'll get your email here now and uh, I'll be like, there we go now. You'll see her. It's, you'll, you'll be headlining the web summit next year, virtually, That's while it. they're all out surfing and stuff. And you'll be like, yeah, this, this is amazing. What year was that, by the way? Like, what year, what did, you year pass? did I pass? Yeah. Oh, God. 20. It's very recent. Like, it's really about 2018. <laughs> no, 2019. Yeah. It was last year. Last year. year. Oh, my God. I've, Jesus. I've so many of the, the times I can't remember now. Yeah, I passed. I have the end place now, and they're coming up January next year. So, oh, just, oh, yeah. so happy funny. Days. Happy I'm days. just trying to think. In 2011, when you started all this, like how many social media apps that you use weren't even invented? TikTok. Who, who, there who you is go. it? Like, what is it? Who knows? Yeah, it's gone. It was Snapchat uh, around 2011. Um, I would be inclined to think so. Yeah, I yeah. would imagine I took a lot of. Depressed Snapchat after <laughs> for the third time. And would you say Still you're a good driver now, or would you? No, not at all. Not at all, seriously. No. Not oh, at I'm all. the same. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No. Snapchat no. was launched in 2012. Well, there you go. So I won't be sending depressed snaps to my friends. Pre, pre <laughs> so where Snapchat. those photos were going to? <laughs> <laughs> Just a dodgy Jeez, that's a family long group. Journey. You're like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, oh well. God. Well, listen, look, you passed in the amazing. end. The plates are coming off soon. Happy days. That's it. That's yeah. exactly it. I'm sure if anyone ever keeps in the road, give me a little beat. I'll be back. <laughs> I might get you distracted. Maybe don't do that. Well, I just drove into my mum's gate there. When was it? Two months ago. Uh, oh, just trying to car, pull yeah. into her driveway. So, um, yeah. I'm with you on That's that one. pretty iconic now, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Liam wants to know, uh, how many times can you do the test before they bar you? That's a very good question. <laughs> now, I wonder if even if they can. We'll try and find that out, Liam, before the end of the week and see what the crack is. But listen, Fanula, thanks a million for popping on uh, this evening. Uh, what would you like to give a quick mention to before we let you go? I know you obviously run the Bandwagons podcast as well and are obviously doing a load of different things on a lot of different platforms. But, you know, you have to get a cheeky plug in every now and then. Oh, God, yeah, I love a cheeky plug. Um, you can find me anywhere. I'm at Fanula J on the social. Um, and as I said, I co-host Bandwagon's podcast with my good friend, Bree, where we talk about all the things that other people are talking about. And you can get that wherever you get your podcast. Brilliant. Brilliant. Fanula J, thanks a million for popping on. Uh, very best of looks on the roads if you're driving this evening or tomorrow. Stay safe. <laughs> and uh, we will chat you again soon. Thanks, guys. Take See you later. Thank you. Bye. Bye, 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 bye. Oh, Thank you I love saying uh, he passed on his fifth time. Is there anyone out there, I would love to know, is there anyone listening this evening that has done it more than seven times? Are you willing to admit 
that you've done it more than seven times because that is going to be difficult to beat. That is tough going on the mental health, isn't it, really? Like, I mean, I obviously failed mine four times, so I passed on my fifth attempt as well. But that was my last time doing it. I was refusing point blank after that to do a test. Yeah, I mean, I, I God, it took me how many times? And it's 85-year-old pop. Yeah, I uh, did it once. Passed the first time. No biggie. Did you really? Yeah, no biggie. Who no biggie. passes first time? Any other first-timers out there? Give me a shout, 0876797104. We can, we can set up the first-timers group. Yeah, but I want to know if anyone has, if it has taken you more than seven, it would have to give some sort of award, get onto them and kind of go, you should, yeah. I was going to say, you should never have to pay insurance ever again. No, you should definitely have to pay insurance. You should be paying everyone's insurance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Wow. Let us know, 0876797104. On the way shortly, Control-Alt-Delete. Uh, there are... A few interesting stories about Russian scientists turning weeds into cheese and wine and a few other things. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.